0: Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org.
1: This is your podcast for
0: ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She's my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off.
1: Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to our first racy episode. This show is on kink. We're going to start this episode out, though, with a disclaimer.
0: Today we're going to be talking about kinks and fetishes, arousing acts of a deviant nature. This episode will not be for everyone, but if you're still up for getting down with us, be advised. We may have discussions which could potentially trigger a listener or two. This will be a sex- and fetish-heavy episode with discussion on impact, bondage, control, and other physical and emotional activities of potentially erotic nature. Uh If you continue listening, be aware you choose to do so. If you hear something which upsets you, we did warn you in advance. If you hear something which excites you, drop us a line through email via podcast at pacificnorthwestpolyamory.com.
1: Now, I do have to say, before we go further, because we were going to talk about going further with definitions. Yes. You're reading through that and then there was the, the uh, <laughs> and your response was woohoo. woo-hoo. That's I don't, I don't know where that goes as far as
0: sex. Well, because you know, you hear someone moan like uh oh, like it's a good time and you're like woohoo. I did my job right. All right.
1: So kink is a sexual taste or fantasy. Usually a kink is an unusual taste in sexual behavior.
0: Mind you, these definitions all came from a mixture of Urban Dictionary and whatnot, so take it with a grain of salt. This is just a generalized definition of these terms for people who have no idea what we're talking about.
1: Okay, well then in that case, kink can also be determined as an erotic interest or desire which deviates from the current common norm,
0: correct, of our society, whatever
1: our society
0: is, right. So BDSM is an overlapping abbreviation of bondage and discipline, dominance and submissive submission, sadism and masochism. Yeah, I like those things. I can. I always might get tongue tied on all of those.
1: Oh, uh, you'll get tongue tied. <laughs> Fetish is a sexual fixation that usually differs from those of the standard population. I guess I know what I said a minute ago. In other words, something sometimes totally unrelated to sex that turns you on and that isn't enjoyed by the majority of people.
0: For example,
1: a if foot a, fetish. A foot fetish. I have kind of an odd one mm-hmm. that I really dig. Mm-hmm. Is kind of like a balloon fetish.
0: Oh, like we saw at Kinkfest, that big balloon? No. That was like on her head. No, I have
1: this thing where I'm really like watching women play with balloons.
0: Good to know. Yeah. So another word you might hear throughout, or you will hear throughout the episode, um, is trigger. Trigger is defined as a strong emotional reaction set off by a set of words or image or images that remind a person of a traumatic event
1: triggers aren't a good thing
0: no and some things that we say might trigger you please feel free to stop the episode and step away
1: right we're not here to force anything on you 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 clicked on us because you wanted to hear our
0: lovely voices we will get back to just non-kink back to polyamory Um, but being that april is kink month kind of here in the portland area with kink fest going on we wanted to to touch on the subject here so this is our kink episode right
1: in pdx scene magazine a lifestyle magazine in the Portland area, just did a full-on kink issue.
0: Correct. Yep.
1: So the fifth term is the DS, D capital D slash small s, which is short for dominance and submission. A relationship dynamic in which one person assumes the position of power and control, the dom or dominant, while the other willingly submits to said control, the sub or submissive. Examples include, but aren't limited to, Master and Slave, Lord of the House and Service Sub, Daddy and Little, Handler and Pet, Toymaker and Doll, Rockstar and Manager, or just a traditional nondescript Dom and Sub.
0: So we've got some safety and tips here for you. Some of them... The the ones I'm going to list off are just my um, basic tips. You can find a ton of examples of tips and safety information about this just by using Google. I promise you, you can find so much information out there. Here's my handful of tips. Always start with negotiation and negotiate ahead of time. Don't find yourself in a scene, in a sex club, unsure of what's going on. You're going to regret it later. Always, always, always negotiate ahead of time. So a few things that you might want to bring up in negotiation, ask the other person. You can write this down, put it in your phone or just discuss it. You want to know how much experience do they have? Um, are you being flogged for the first time and they're flogging you? You should probably know how much experience is this their first time or not. What sort of touching is or isn't allowed? If they're going to flog you, are they allowed to touch your skin? Are you showing bare skin or do you have clothes on? Are they allowed to get more intimate and maybe touch your your breast? Are they allowed to penetrate with a finger? You really need to go into details on how much touching is or is not allowed. Do you have medical issues that, that people need to be aware of? If you're going to be a rope bottom and get tied up or suspended. Maybe your shoulders don't move so well, or maybe you've got a bad knee from years of sports. Someone who's gonna top you needs to know this. What are your safe words? Either to slow down, maybe, some people like to use red and yellow, or to stop the whole scene altogether. Uh, Discuss those safe words, because if your top has a different idea than you do as the bottom, again, miscommunications happen and it's all bad. Uh, Discuss your hard and soft limits. Is there some, is there a line that you're willing to push or is there like a, this absolutely must not happen? Um, Again, you both need to know that and this is negotiated on both sides, top and bottom for the scene. What sort of aftercare do you require? Are you someone who needs snuggles and teddy bears and some water and maybe a bite to eat? Or do you want to be left alone? Don't touch me.
1: Or just get a strong cup of coffee, and you're good to go. Right,
0: right. Some people don't need any aftercare, and they're just fine. Others need quite a lot. So think about that. And if you don't know, tell your top, you don't know. And then finally, my last tip for safety here is and negotiation is, do you experience any drop? I know for me, days later, usually... Right after the scene, and then I get it in a wave like a day or two later. I get so emotional, and I'm crying for no reason, and it just gets out of control sometimes. So I want to make sure my top is aware that I do drop sometimes.
1: And as a dom, any type of dominant figure, even if you're just topping in a scene, make sure that the person you're negotiating with, if you're not going to be there to provide the aftercare days later, that they have somebody and that they're aware that it's a possibility. I've actually negotiated scenes with people in the past who had no idea what a sub drop was or, or that there was going to be a need for aftercare later. And so when we negotiated beforehand, they're like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. It's like, well, you never know, especially for new people, you never know. And so as a dom or a dominant figure of any type, you want to make sure that you're doing your part to make sure that they're getting their
0: care. Right. That's super important. And even if you're doing it long distance and let's say they've got somebody there, it never hurts to check in, shoot them a message, give them a call, video chat, whatever you do, send them a message.
1: Well, exactly. So when I said make sure that they have somebody in, in certain scenarios, like you're in a club, you're in a lifestyle club, you don't know this person. They wanted to get a tasting or a sample. That's where they get to get to experience what you provide as a dom, but you're not their dom. You're just topping for them. You're providing this almost like a service. Right. There will be people who you're not going to share contact information. That would not be something potentially in a negotiation. There's, there's no con- contact information shared. Because this person doesn't want anything beyond this scene specifically.
0: Right. They want to keep their privacy. This is a one-off. Like, I just want to feel that tool, you know, that flogger that you're playing with. I want to see what that feels like. Right. And it wouldn't be a full-blown scene. You do your negotiating, um, but this is somebody that you wouldn't see again after.
1: Right. So what you said, absolutely right. Make sure that you provide whatever aftercare you can as a top. But in a scenario where you don't get to provide that, or that was something that wasn't negotiated, make sure that they have somebody. Right. So with that said, we're going to talk about kind of some fundamental aspects of the safety within the the BDSM or kink or fetish lifestyle. We're going to start with SSC, which is a safety mindset, which stands for safe sane and consensual this is the mentality in which people make predetermined educated decisions within the negotiations of a kink scene some play a dynamic or any other kink type activities with that said some will argue that no activity is fully safe and thus another kink-minded philosophy has grown to popularity
0: i love this one
1: it's called rack An abbreviation for Risk Awareness Consensual Kink. This encourages a sense of more involved individual responsibility each person takes for their own actions within their kink play.
0: Right. I, as a bottom, need to be aware and take ownership of the fact that I'm putting myself in a compromising position. Mm -hmm. While we can be as safe as possible, sometimes accidents happen.
1: Absolutely agreed, especially if you haven't bottomed for a specific top before. Right. So and funny enough, I have also heard uh, I ended up in discussions with a master and a slave where they use something similar, but they called they call their mindset rash, like an abrasion on the skin, which stands for risk awareness. Shit happens.
0: <laughs> so true. <laughs> and he was a very
1: they they had a very primal dynamic, mm. so there was a lot of like grunting and growling and pushing, and their master slave dynamic was very aggressive, and so that was kind of what they said, you know, like they totally agreed, and she, obviously a long long time ago, had they negotiated their master slave dynamic. She consented to. Let him take all of her freedom away, as a master would do with a slave.
0: Right. She gives up that power, consenting and knowingly, and agrees to a set of terms. Right. Yep.
1: And then, so that they always remembered, in case someone gets a broken arm or something severe. Right. Risk awareness, shit happens.
0: <laughs> and I thought that was pretty fun, because they both really loved that turn they were really heavy too into the body play uh-huh. yeah so where do we
1: go from here miss bella
0: <laughs> well i kind of want to know just the short version of how you got introduced to kink like we, we kind of covered early on in in our podcast here how we got introduced to Polly to this lifestyle but where does kink come about for you I was born in it. I was raised in it. Okay, Batman.
1: I knew leather before I knew solid foods. <laughs> what about you?
0: Um, alright, that's unexpected. <laughs> I was waiting for the real story. <laughs> and we're still going to leave it there. And go. And one, two, three, Go. Um, I don't know. I guess it just kind of was intertwined with my poly experience. Um, there's so much crossover between the two communities. I originally, after getting divorced, jumped into online dating. And literally the first person I met on OkCupid okay outside of my divorce was on FetLife, which is like the adult kink and BDSM Facebook you went straight from OkCupid
1: to FetLife. Yes.
0: Okay. Totally. Like that it. escalated quickly. first person I met on OkCupid was like, oh my God, so I have a profile on Life. Do you ever go on there? And I was like, what's FetLife? So I had to Google it and jump okay. on. Yeah, and I was sense. like, a deer caught in the headlights. I was like, what the fuck did I just stumble upon? <laughs> And there's like these list of fetishes and there's pictures of everything under the sun and groups you can join that like describe all these weird things. And I was like, holy crap, this is what's been missing from my life and all these fantasies and things in my head that I was like, oh yeah, that would be hot. That I thought I was weird and there must be something wrong with me in my very vanilla marriage never would have brought this up. But now that I see all these things are really happening in the world, I didn't feel so odd. I didn't feel so alone in some of these kinks and fetishes and fantasies that I had, because there were so many people who had the same, the same thoughts and greater. Uh, So yeah, after I stumbled on FetLife and explored that, uh, that same person, later took me to one of the adult clubs, and we didn't hit it off dating-wise. Uh, he became a really, really great friend and is now married and living elsewhere. Um, but he just introduced me to the whole world. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it was, it was terrifying at the time, and I had no idea what I was getting into, but I really never looked back.
1: Uh, well, that's probably for the best, Yeah. Because- uh, I think that it's greater that you're not vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little swirl. So we've we've talked about kinks and fetishes, and we've made a lot of generalized comments. What are some common kinks that people are into? Bella?
0: Oh, common things? Uh, just something like yeah. when someone talks about kinks or fetishes, though, what comes up to your head? Well, I think some of the basic ones that even some of the most vanilla people... Uh, are into our starting points like hair pulling and spankings. Those are kinks. Um, So hair pulling, spanking, paddles, paddles and floggers, that kind of stuff. Even the spanking falls into impact play. Uh Gosh, then there's things like that get a little crazier, like knife play and branding. Um, We've explored with electrical play and the violet wand, which is fantastic. Breath play, you know, choking and asphyxiation, Uh power exchange dynamics, that's all the DS type discussions, the master slave, the daddy littles, that's all power exchange. And then there's things like hot wax and rope and sensation play. There are so many places you can go with the kink world. Right. So let me see. Did you mention pet play? I didn't. I didn't mention pet play. Pet play play is a very big thing. I guess that would fall into power dynamics. I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: but this you could you could do pet play without the power dynamic.
0: Yeah,
1: you can be a puppy or a kitty or a wolf or a lizard <laughs> or a unicorn, a dragon, a dragon. Like you, pet play is whatever you want it to be. You know, that's that's a moderately common one.
0: And furries. Oh.
1: gunshots.
0: Yeah, I think that was a backfire of an engine. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, question. Yeah. If people are, like, are listening and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of into that or I want to explore that. Yeah,
1: you can definitely get a hold of me <laughs> at podcast at polyamory.com <laughs> How you doing?
0: <laughs> but in real life, where would someone go to even get into this?
1: my room no my place
0: oh my gosh i'm all about it
1: <laughs> i'm willing to take that sacrifice yeah for i bet supplier. you
0: are <laughs>
1: so i think that what you're going for though aside of vet life which you
0: kind of already munched, i did i did touch Yeah, that's that's touched. always the the, <laughs> the gathering hub online
1: right and there's often chances to get in with munches did we talk about that we didn't no. you, can, you okay. can do a munch which is a place Or an event, rather, where kinksters decide to meet together in a public setting, often like a Denny's or some similar thing.
0: Or a bar. Or a bar. A vanilla setting.
1: And they are not going to perform the kinks, but they'll talk about it. Local adult sex or swinger-type clubs which have kink nights with tastings. Yeah. there are often, they set up, the, the Lifestyles Club will set up specific furniture or roped-off sections, that sort of thing, where if you would really like to try this kinky stuff, but you don't know anyone who would do it for you or could do it for you because a lot of people keep this secret, you get to go to a Lifestyle Club on one of their kink nights. And there will be people who have volunteered their time as tasters, as experts in impact play or flogging. I mean, I guess that's both impact, but caning or flogging or any number of other different types of kinks, depending on who's volunteering.
0: And you get a tasting or a sampling or a scene. It's it's set up in a safe environment. Um, The club actually has what they call DMs.
1: Now, for you nerds out there, it's not dungeon master, but it is
0: actually—it's a dungeon monitor, right? Because a kink, in the kink world, the space you set up to play is called a dungeon, right? So leave your dice at home, <laughs> unless you're gonna like roll them on the bare skin of a naked person. Or... <laughs> oh, I just thought of a new kink I have, apparently. So the dungeon monitors are there to make sure your scene, your tasting goes well and is safe they're keeping an eye on things and they're there to field any complaints or if anyone's creepy or anything like that
1: right and these people are well respected in in your local kink community it's not like brad down at the automotive (laughs) shop who fixes cars and he's like Hey, I got nothing to do on Saturday. You guys want me to be a dungeon monitor? They'll be like, well, we don't know you, Brad, but if you clean that <laughs> oil up
0: off your hands, sure, go ahead. Right. They take they actually take classes and there's trainings um, before they can be a dungeon monitor. So Yeah, so here locally in Portland, I'd say there's three? Four. Four? Yeah. Oh, did I forget one? Yeah,
1: you did. So we have the Velvet Rope. Mm-hmm. We have Club Pravada. We have Sanctuary
0: mm-hmm. and the Catalyst. Oh, that's right, the Catalyst. We haven't been over to the Catalyst yet. I
1: know, it's driving me nuts. We really should go. We do. We need to go check it out. Well, if you're not in the Portland area, whatever larger city that you're in, look for a lifestyle club. But what other types of names would you use
0: when you're trying to find a lifestyle club? Mm. Like, I I,
1: wouldn't say Gentleman's Club because you're just going to go see strippers.
0: Don't don't look for Gentleman's Club. Honestly, I start with FetLife. And you can search by, like, your area, and all your local clubs will post events on FetLife. I don't recommend using FetLife as a dating-type site. Use it as resources. Read about different kinks and fetishes. Join groups. And mainly look for events. Um, I don't know that I ever really Googled... Uh, other than like maybe adult club no i just tried that and it came up with a strip club yeah i it, i found Actually. them all through fat life events and then word of mouth also there's a lot of secret facebook groups out there so if you make a connection or honestly even if you shoot us an email we can probably connect you with a facebook a secret facebook group if you want to connect somewhere i did
1: google maps lifestyle club yeah and Three of the four in
0: our area came up. Oh, okay. So Lifestyle Club in a Google Map search would right. probably be a good one. I way. wonder
1: if the Swinger Club
0: would work. Maybe. We're not getting
1: sidetracked. Don't no. worry about
0: this. <laughs> so, again, one of the reasons we really wanted to do this episode was because of how much crossover. There's so much overlap between the polyamory community and the kink community. So, it brings up a few questions.
1: Oh, before we do, I have some questions oh, for you. I have a question have for have special
0: questions. All yeah. right. So. I'm scared. I don't know what he's going to ask.
1: Do you have a particularly embarrassing or funny story of a kink or a scene? Something kink-related and interesting.
0: <laughs> um, I, well, I have a funny story from one of the clubs. Uh-huh. Probably one of the first times I was having, oh man, I really hope my parents aren't listening to this episode. i mom and dad. <laughs> uh, probably one of the very first times I was having a threesome. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> if you've ever, okay, ladies, if you've ever squirted for the first time, you know that it's a very embarrassing thing in general. You're like, oh my god, did I just pee? What Did I squirt? I don't understand. What just happened? I really
1: hope your parents are listening. No,
0: I really don't want them to. It's not okay. So, <laughs> let's just say the threesome's going well. I coughed and squirted at the same time. And it was very embarrassing. I thought I was going to die. I didn't know if I peed all over him. I didn't know what just happened.
1: Uh, it was very embarrassing. Okay, that's good. That, was, that actually beat mine. I actually had some I thought was clever. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. but yours was no. Clever, I, so, I want to so, hear yours No,
0: Yours is clever.
1: No, not really. Basically, so one of the nights that I was intensely using my violet wand, mm-hmm. I'm running this thing for hours and hours, doing scene after scene, tasting after tasting. People lined up, like, just waiting to do this.
0: Is this the night that I was there that I remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and it was just going so, like, this thing was not getting a break. And at this point, I had my cable, which attached to a ring that I put on my arm like a sleeve, So that I could electrify, or I could charge myself for electrifying others. And everyone I'd do a scene with would be on the edge of this large bed that could fit an orgy amount of people. (laughs) And the bed had a metal frame. And because I was working this thing so hard, part of the connected piece Mm -hmm. started to kind of melt.
0: (laughs) It got so hot. I remember
1: it that way. Right. And because of this, or because of bad placement on my knee or something, I was accidentally charging the entire metal bed frame (laughs) as I'm working, because I don't feel it. Right. And the person I'm working on is on the cushion of the bed, so they don't feel it. Right. So I'm touching the metal bed frame, and I'm charging the whole bed up. (laughs) And every once in a while, I, I would see someone jump or jolt, or I'd hear, ooh, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? And after a little bit, I caught on that <laughs> I was electrocuting pretty much anyone that came into that bed. <laughs> so it was, it was totally unintentional,
0: <laughs>
1: but it's not like people weren't aware that it was happening because they'd come into the room and see,
0: right?
1: but yeah, I was accidentally electrocuting every person that came into that bed now.
0: That's pretty good. At least
1: for a short amount. <laughs> and then, so, let's see. That was a fun question. I really enjoyed asking <laughs> that. I think I might actually message your mom. No.
0: Remind her no, to listen to this episode. let's not do that. Okay, well. So, for the listeners, my mom's a little bit more reserved. By a little bit, I mean a lot. And while she accepts and loves me as the demisexual, polyamorous woman that I am dating a married man (laughs) she can only be so supportive i think this might kill her so we don't discuss kink in front of my mom
1: (laughs) you don't no no no. i'm gonna also earlier in this episode i mentioned that i secretly have a balloon fetish and it's not something that i mentioned to a lot of people and it's not something i've ever experienced in person, per se, in the form that I am talking about.
0: Which I'm so excited about now because I have ideas.
1: So now it's my turn to ask you if you have a secret fetish that you've always wanted to try or that you get excited when you
0: see or hear about. Hmm. I mean, I definitely get excited when I hear about a service sub who also has a foot fetish. Because this person, in my, like fantasy ideal picture head in my world in my head, wants to rub my feet all day, every day, wants to love on my feet when they're hurting after working or doing martial arts or walking the farmer's market. They take joy in rubbing my poor sore feet.
1: So this isn't so much... An arousal thing for you.
0: No, well, I mean, it your feet just you hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll feel good. I mean, if it feels good enough, it might excite me. You never okay, know. That's fair. That's
1: fair. I think I might try to line up a service sub for you because I think if it feels good enough, I want to see what
0: happens. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. And then I would moan and it would just, yeah.
1: Okay, so things would happen. <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. is there a fetish or a kink that you never want to do? Like, you're just like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> I don't care how excited I am. Wouldn't be prudent.
0: Well, that is pretty easy for me. I have a really weak stomach.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I really can't, like, as part, <laughs> it's just one of the many reasons I don't have and don't want kids. The whole life, baby vomit and diapers. I just, I can't, I have a weak stomach. So on that note, I am not into scat. No scat. For those who don't know, scat play is shit. Do not ask to take a shit on my chest.
1: It's also known as scatophilia, fecophilia, carpophilia. No, 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 no poop play for me. Also known as poop play painting gross 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 <laughs> we
0: don't need to go over that anymore is there one you absolutely would not
1: well yeah i think i would i would say that there's quite a bit like the one that early on in some of my experiences in researching kink way back in the day was people that they put a gas mask on and the hose would connect to the dominance butt.
0: And they're farting.
1: And they're farting. Oh no! I got you know, I don't want you farting no. in my face. No, like, no, no. I'm not judging those who enjoy that because I personally think whatever kink you enjoy, as long as everyone involved is a consenting adult,
0: get on it. Do I mean, it. Like,
1: do it. Do it all day, every day. If you want someone to fart in your face and it gets you off, do that.
0: Absolutely. Live your best life.
1: I don't. I
0: right. don't want
1: farts in my face.
0: But one thing that we do say all the time, mm-hmm. and we tell other people too in, in the groups that we run, uh-huh. is. What? Your kink is not my kink? Yep. I was waiting but for you your to But your kink say is okay. Right. Your kink Absolutely. is not my kink, but your kink is okay.
1: And that's totally good. And whatever you're doing, whatever your kink is, again, as long as it's consenting adults, everyone involved, don't let anyone shame you. Don't let anyone shame you. Don't let anyone embarrass you. If they're going to judge you, they're going to judge you. You can't stop that. That's on them. But also, their judgment doesn't really have to affect you. If you're into, the, I can't even say the word for vomit play. It's a metafilia. I, I don't
0: know.
1: If you're into that, see, you just said that's no, gross. Be, that uh, was weak an accidental st- no, shame. No, right? weak stomach, remember? Right. I can't. But your choice is, or your belief is that it's gross. But our listener, if our listener is into that,
0: right. do it. Totally. Do I it. can't see it. Or it'll be the family guy episode right. where they're vomiting on each other. Which is
1: also a kink. For them. Feederism. That's that's when you are feeding somebody and you're managing their weight by food. Or, or you just get off on watching someone eat cake or feeding them cake. It's totally cool. If that's your kink, that's your kink. And these are some of the extremes ones. That was one of the questions I was going to ask. What are some extreme ones that you know about? I'm going to stump you. I actually came preloaded, no pun intended, right, with this one. Mm-hmm. Because the other day at work, I happened to be involved in a conversation about kinks and fetishes. Weird. Not really. It's kind of the work environment, but I'm in. <laughs> I may have instigated every single bit of it, <laughs> and I thought, you know, like they've heard me talk about kink stuff and poly stuff and whatever. But I thought I'd go a little extreme, but I didn't quite have the right ammo, so I went to a website mm-hmm. for all the kinks that I, that you could generally find, so that I could just throw stuff out there at them right. because it wasn't coming to me at the moment. So I have a ton of them, look. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. It just keeps going. And, and I'm going to mutilate every one of these words. Yeah. Because I don't... Vorerophilia. No idea. The idea of one person or creature eating or being eaten by another, usually swallowed whole in one piece,
0: so known as vor. Kind of like cannibalism, but one piece? Right, one bite. So, Like a really big snake?
1: The only times I've ever actually... Yeah, like a snake. Like, getting off on thinking of a giant anaconda swallowing the whole. The only times I've ever seen examples of this are in some of the weirder hentai that I've happened across in my life. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but see, and that's, that's a weird one, right? That's mm-hmm. something that you're, you're not every day thinking man i'd really love to be swallowed whole in one bite by something right so it's a little out there but the fact that there's a name for it means there's more than one person on the planet that
0: gets (laughs) off on this, which
1: i think is kind of neat interesting it's really kind of cool what else do i have here's one i know you're gonna like oculophilia
0: sex with an
1: octopus not close. Eyes and activity directly relating Oculus. to and/or involving the eyes. Oculus.
0: Right. Got it. Like poking your eye. No, no, I'm poking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. But there's an episode of Friends where Rachel doesn't like her eyes being touched at all, and she has to put eye drops in, and so they all have to tackle her to the floor and hold her eye open so Monica can put eye drops in.
1: Huh. (laughs) So I bet the people that were into oculophilia really enjoyed that episode. Maybe. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to mutilate the word. Formicophilia. Formicophilia. Formicophilia being crawled on
0: by insects. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> I am not going on Fear Factor and being put in a glass cage so they can dump all the spiders on me. I think that, that one would be pretty fun. I mean, are you going to get off to it?
1: No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Depends on how sexy those bugs are.
0: Gross. <laughs> I just can't.
1: Okay, last one. And I kind of dig this one. Okay. I want to be involved in this one <laughs> oh, in yeah. some way. Yeah. Are you ready? Ready. Auto-assassinophilia. Uh-huh. No idea. No idea. Being in life-threatening situations.
0: Oh, yeah. Like adrenaline junkies? I actually
1: do kind of enjoy that, but I've never done it full-on fucking. And that'd be kind of cool. I can see that. There was a movie in the 90s called Crash, and I think that would kind of classify it. It was a movie where people would get into car wrecks while having sets, and it turned into this whole little ring of people doing this, and it was almost like pre-Fight Club Fight Club, where it's like, oh, you're a car crash person. You know, <laughs> fuck later? Anyway, we can jump back on the subject.
0: And then I don't know how to <laughs> bring that back You were asking
1: before I sidetracked the shit out of us on how uh, Paulie and kink overlap. So how does Polly and kink overlap? I mean, do you have an example?
0: Well, I mean, is having multiple partners. Uh-huh. When you have multiple partners, you're more likely to have kinky partners because your odds go up by getting more people. True. So then, I mean... How do you juggle multiple dynamics with different people? Like, what if what if one person is a pet and they want to do pet play, you know, and then one person's a service sub and they're looking for their household master type? Like, that's how... It, it, it can be a lot of juggling.
1: So then basically, maybe what we're asking isn't how do poly and kink overlap, but how do poly and power dynamic relationships overlap. Does that sound more accurate to what we're really discussing? Yeah. Because with with like impact, that's not a power dynamic. Right. I have a bag full of impact toys from cloggers to canes to clubs. Right. Paddles. And I have used my impact toys on multiple people in sexual encounters, in non-sexual encounters. Right partners non-partners it's not necessarily
0: no no my question is about
1: so the overlapping and everything you mentioned was something of a power
0: dynamic yeah so my question was like can you juggle multiple dynamics with multiple partners
1: okay so i personally believe that you could yeah if everyone involved is cool with it, right? Like, that's where communicating in poly comes in. That's where it's super important. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to talk to your partners. You need to make sure that your partners can have this discussion. And maybe some are not cool with sharing a power dynamic, as an example. If I'm your daddy, mm-hmm. you're my baby. Mm-hmm. So, you and another little may both be interested in me, and you're asking, how does that share work? Right. I mean, I could say, I, well, I would say on my side.
0: Right. Well, but what uh,
1: about your side?
0: I think it will absolutely vary, <laughs> vary, depending on the people involved and, and whatnot. Um, I think sharing dynamics in general can be tricky. Uh Um, especially if it's the same dynamic, I think, um, it makes it easier for things to get confused. Like what rules do I have for this person, that person? So as long as you can stay pretty organized in things and really just communicate the crap out of it. So by sharing dynamics, I would say the heightened communication we have as a poly person anyway, goes up exponentially again with kink. Right. I would agree with
1: that. And there are going to be times...
0: Rather, with dynamics.
1: Right. And there are going to be times where your partner or you are definitely not okay having a similar power dynamic. Because in some ways, in many ways, the power dynamic is one of the things that allows you to feel individuality with this person separate from what
0: they might be feeling with other partners, right once away from the dynamic place when you were just talking about like just the kink overlap with collie you know and talking about all the communication on things and what's okay and what's not okay you know just a tasting right let's say you have a partner who's heading out to a club with some friends or somebody else like, do you, is it set up in your relationship that they're going to tell you there might be some kink play? Um, or is it something that, you know, they go off and do and comes up after the fact. Uh, so I feel like there's so many facets to the communication when you start mixing poly and kink and BDSM dynamics, regardless of whatever it is, the communication right. is so heightened.
1: There could even be a details, DADT, In
0: place, don't
1: ask, don't tell. Right. Where your partner knows you're going to go to a club, probably guesses you're going to do some kind of fucked up shit or whatever. Right. But just doesn't want to hear about it. They're happy that you're enjoying your experience, but don't necessarily
0: want the details. Right. Well, that kind of leads me into like, with having multiple partners, a lot of the times in the, especially BDSM and dynamic world of kink, People set up contracts. Oh,
1: yeah. I think it's
0: important. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, in in poly, we talk about safe Mm -hmm. sex agreements, SSAs, a lot. Yep. Um, So it's just another one of those documents or tools that can keep you on the same page as your partner so everyone's aware of what's going on. And if you've got multiple partners with multiple dynamics or people who enjoy different kinks, Uh I think these types of contracts, negotiations are, are useful and they're nice to refer back to.
1: It all really just depends and, and it's just like the your kink is not my kink. Your poly is not my poly. Your life is not my life like whatever you're doing, as long as you're not intentionally hurting someone that doesn't want to be hurt, just fucking do it. Don't worry about what everyone else has to say or what everyone else is thinking. If your master slave doesn't look like their master slave, if your daddy little doesn't look like their daddy little, if your pet dynamic Mm -hmm. doesn't look like someone else, who gives a fuck?
0: You make it your own.
1: There is no right way. Right. You do what you do, and you negotiate with the partner you're going to do it with. And set up a contract. Set up negotiations. Talk this shit out in super big detail. Or, you know, hell, if you want to wing it, wing it. No, I don't care. I'm not going to judge you. Right. And anyone that judges you, they're not paying your bills and they're not fucking you, so their opinion doesn't matter. All right. I'm totally (laughs) sidetracked. You want to bring it back around?
0: Do you want me to bring it back around? Oh, yeah.
1: All
0: right. Um...
1: I feel like I do a shitload of the talking. You do. And I feel like sometimes you just sit there like, when, when is my turn, You asshole? do like
0: to talk sometimes, but I like to hear you talk sometimes. Well, and I've done broadcasting
1: since 2005, yeah. so oh,
0: yeah.
1: I, I miss it, and I'm glad that we're doing these podcasts, and
0: so yeah, I will hog the shit out of this mic. <laughs> and we dress up the microphone, and we've named the microphone Mike. Right. Mike has a wig.
1: Oh, Mike is very sensitive about Mike's (laughs) hair. And you don't point out all of the potential character flaws. It's a good time.
0: I think I posted a picture of you and Mike on Instagram. It's actually my profile picture on Facebook. It is. So go check us out. Man, I guess it's time to wrap up, though. So thanks again for joining us. We know this was a topic that was a little different than the usual for us. But with the amount of overlap, I just felt like it was important to do an episode. Monsoon was on the same page.
1: I did feel like it was important. We we do listen to a number of podcasts where they specifically don't talk about kink because they don't want to offend people. And we do our thing our way, and we try to be respectful of everybody, but kink is also a part of our life, (laughs) and we know that kink is also a part of many polyamorous people's lives. So to never mention it on air does a disservice to those of us who are involved in the kink community as well. Right. So this absolutely was a very important episode for us to do, and potentially the first of other kink episodes.
0: Right, right. You know, and maybe, the listeners, maybe you learned something new today. Uh, But we'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback, email us anytime at monsuda at Polyamory.com. Or Bella at Pacific Northwest Polyamory.com. You can also,
1: if you want to get us both at the same time, just email podcast at Pacific Northwest Polyamory.com and maybe use that as a platform to tell us how you felt about this episode or if you did learn something new. Yeah,
0: tell us all about all the things. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pacific Northwest Polyamory, Instagram at Pacific Northwest Polyamory, and Twitter at PNW Poly. and soon our website will have gone through some beautiful changes it is currently up it just doesn't look beautiful yet but that is Pacific Northwest Polyamory.com don't forget there is no www on the website also
1: don't forget if you enjoy our show please let us know likely mentioned above Or you can also go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. Maybe even review us. That'd be pretty cool. Take a screenshot when you're listening to us and share it with your friends.
0: Tell your friends about us.
1: Share it with us because we want to see you guys listening to us. Totally tag us. Yeah. We also think you'd really enjoy our other show, Hot Tub Poly Talk, where we get a bit less educational and bullshit about life and what's going on in our poly world. In fact we just had a hot tub poly talk the other day. We did. And I already forgot what we talked about. We talked talk. about events. We talked about our events. And I have an idea for the next time we get in the hot tub as well. Yeah. But I'm not gonna say it here because this is talking poly off.
0: It is, and by the time this airs, so we're recording this episode just before the Game of Thrones premiere. Yep. But this episode of Talk Your Bolly Off is gonna come out the day after Game of Thrones premieres. Dun dun
1: dun! I'm so excited. Alright, well, we are both super excited to go do some kink. Yes. And get out of here and get out of our clothes. And take my jeans
0: off, take my bra off
1: Take my lips out <laughs> Alright Polyam fam Until next time Love with an open heart Bye bye now
0: See ya Thank you for talking your Poly off With Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links
1: Or by searching for I Love Polly" And liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On
0: You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares.
1: If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you.
0: That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org.
1: That's singular podcast, not plural.
0: So until our next discussion, Polly M fam.
1: Live like there's no tomorrow.
0: Laugh until it hurts. And And love love without without limits. limits.